Slag Guy. Hello and welcome to the Slag Guy podcast. I, I was a bit energetic there. I was about to come in with some real, real loud singing of a day because I was listening to some Alice in Chains there before it recorded just to, you know, get me this level of pump that I need to be to come into the podcast. Yeah! So, welcome to Monday, welcome to the week, let's fuck it this week, let's just say fuck you week, we're coming in hard, we're taking what we want, we're having a great time, and it's a bank holiday, so you know what that means, if you work in a bank, sweet, if you work in other places that aren't banks, probably sweet too, because you'll get off anyway, because when the banks are shut, the world is shut, so enjoy it guys, I am excited, I am here on a Sunday evening, it's not even late, it's just Sunday evening. We're not rushing to get the podcast done. We're not stressing. We're riding into it. We're leaning into what is going to be a fun week, isn't it, guys? And it has been this past week for me. Having a nice time. And now I'm still having a nice time. I'm here. I've got my my flask of water with me and my, my phone. <laughs> and that's enough for a good time in 2020. And I've had a nice day. I spent today at... Um, my former Boytown podcast co-hosts uh, like a sort of soiree to celebrate his child being born, wetting the baby's head if you will, but your big man here had to say, look, I can't drink, I have to go, I've got to drive because, you know, it's not too far away until I am going to get ready to welcome another little bambino into this world, which is mine, of course, you know, I'm not just at the Dundonald Hospital just greeting babies. You know, that's not my job. I don't just be there if a woman's just had a kid being like, do you mind if I just greet this child into the world? Is that cool? I mean, I could do it. I think given in the, the current climate, it would probably be looked down upon and be like, is it necessary that you be here? And I'd be like, listen, guys, a bit of positivity is needed for these kids coming into what is an unknown world, a difficult time. The pandemic world is still kicking about, you know? So if I was just there... You know, just in, maybe even in the birthing pool. You know, if we want to get, we want to get close, we get in the birthing pool, we get in the birthing bed. You know, I get the other side of the cesarean sheet. I could do it, but that's not, not what I meant by that. I meant that it's very soon that I could potentially have the second shell. So I need to be focused, I need to be ready, I need to be able to drive should my... um. My wife be like, here, Davey, I think I'm having this baby. And me being the calm guy would go, Oh, bad legs, get in the car, fuck's sake. Which I need to be careful, say fuck's sake too much because um, my two-year-old dropped a dummy in the week and then went, fuck's sake. And I just got the absolute devil eyes from my wife. He was like, that's you. And you know, see, they're, they're trying to not draw attention to the child by, by looking at me. That's your fault because you say fuck's sake so much that she's picked up on that. So I just said, oh, you can't say that. I said, flips, flip sake. So I'm trying to replace fuck's sake with flip sake, but it's not the same. You know, it just isn't the same to replace fuck's sake with flip sake. It doesn't do the same thing. You know, as much as I love Dio, it's like Dio in Black Sabbath. It's not the normal Black Sabbath. Now, Dio in Rainbow and Dio in Dio, absolutely. You know, he's, we all know he's one of my favourite singers of all time. You know, if not, you know, the best singer of all time, in my opinion. You know, that's one of, well, one of the best singers of all time. It's, I should, probably should have gone for a different, um, a different example. I probably should have said, perhaps, that... Um, Saying fuck's sake instead of saying fuck's sake is like William Duval in Alice in Chains instead of Lane Staley. You know, he's good. It works still, but not. It's not the right way. So I just need to watch what I'm saying. Fuck's sake, because she's copying me. But that's what I would be saying. I'd be saying, like, I need to be ready. You get in the car. Holly, you can just look out for yourself. You know, at the end of the day, we're going to the hospital. You're you're two in a bit now. You should be able to look out for yourself. You know, you should be able to do that. Albeit, she fell down the stairs this week too. That was traumatic. Got a little bit of deck, a little bit of decoration done in the house, so the stair gates got taken down. Got new carpet in, the new carpet slippy. She thought she'd be really funny climbing stairs, slip fell, or so we're tit down the stairs. Thankfully, no injuries. You know, apart from, you know, to my heart, I think I almost had coronary failure, but thankfully it's all right. She's all right. 
we move on. Anyway, I'm getting lost in the moments. I didn't drink this soiree today because I might need to direct traffic and drive. I don't know why I'm not saying the basic thing that is drive, why I'm trying to think of other things to say. You know, why I didn't drink today is because and you know, because I'm directing traffic. I'm not that that doesn't even make sense. I've no jurisdiction to do so. I mean I will drive my pregnant wife to the hospital if she thinks she's having a baby. Now, I know what you're saying. What you should probably do is just phone 999 and you should chill because it's corona. Yes, I know that. I should just chill in the house, play Pro Evo, send her. But, you know, although I've not been allowed to see any scans, I'll be there. I'll be there. Like that was a bit Kingsley on for you. Niche reference. I'm on call. I'll be there. Like that. Yeah, because I'm, I'm there. I'm ready to go at all times. Albeit, it will not be for the next, if she has the baby in the next 40-odd minutes when I'm recording this podcast, on your own, baby. But after that, I'll be there. And that's all this week's really been about, is doing things in order to prepare for this new baby. And it's weird because I don't know what it is. I know it's going to be a baby. You know, that's something... I am very aware of, but I don't know what genre it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be a little boy or a little girl. And I mean, I'm going to say it here. I'm one of those sort of more traditional parents. I'm a sort of parent whereby if my child is born with a vagina, I will call it a girl. And if it's born with a penis, I'll call it a guy. Because that, hey, is what I will do. Up until, unless it comes to an age where it's like, I'm not a boy, dad. I'm actually a goat. And I'll go, all right. Look more. <laughs> or if it's like, Daddy, I don't want this vagina anymore. As a 12-year-old, I think that I am going to identify as... I was going to say a Pharisee there, but it's a very biblical, and I don't, I'm not sure exactly what a Pharisee is. But yeah, if you want to identify, that's fine. I know the world we're going in, people can be identifying as whatever they want. And that's all fine and dandy. I don't mind what people do. You know, as long as they're not causing anybody else any grief. You know, if you want to be whatever, you've got my support. I'll throw my arms around you. I'll hug you, you know. And I don't know why I went to Trump there. I'll throw my arms around you. I'll hug you. But until my children are of an age in which they decide they want to be whatever they want to be, you know, they'll be they'll be labelled. And if I'm a labeller, so what? I don't give a fuck. Deal with me. Come to my face and you say, listen... If, if you've got a problem with me labelling my child a gender, you come to me and you tell me, and you know what I'll do? Report you to the PSNI and send you to prison. You'll be in McGabry with all the other bad boys and girls because you try to fucking get me, all right? If you come to get me, you if you come to get me, you'll end up in McGabry. Play ya. Yeah, so that's what's going to happen. But all week, we've just been prepping the house, getting ready for this new thing to come along. Again, I'm going to call it a thing. So it could be a boy or a girl. Who knows? I'm just calling it. It's an unknown. I'll just call it a baby. You know, it's probably the best, less offensive way. Just when this new baby comes, I've been preparing for it. So building cots, moving wardrobes, just basically being, you know, just being bossed around by my wife. You do this, you do that. All right, sweet, I'll do whatever you want. Anything for an easy life and all that jazz. So the the... Baby's room's almost ready. We got a painter in to paint the house. We got new carpet put in. You know, we're, we're ready for this chill to come whenever it should be. Today I got a new curtain pole put up, whatever. That's ice cold water. And what was really bizarre as well is once you got all this stuff done, I think it's actually the phase in pregnancy called nesting, whereby... Again, here's another thing that means humans are fucking pricks, right? Um, they do these these things. They label everything. This is called nesting. It's when a woman is like a bird. It's when a woman becomes a seagull. And for the, the time encroaching whenever she's about to lay an egg, which doesn't happen because the baby doesn't come out in an egg, whatever. Whenever they lay an egg, they decide to build a nest to prepare for the eggs coming. So they say nesting is when a pregnant woman decides. I think it's called just being sensible rather than nesting. She's being sensible, trying to get the gaff as childproof, friendly, as ready, you know. And I I don't know what I said. It's childproof, ready, as, as, I, who, busy getting house, childproof and ready. That's what I should have said. But 
that's where we're at. So just getting that ready. That's all fine. Got the new the new room sort of for the baby. Got the new carpet down. It's all gravy. Holly's in her room. I've got my room, you know, which is in the garage on straw. Everybody's happy. You know, everybody's happy. I'm in the garage. I'm living there like Rick from Game of Thrones. Yes, Mr. Bolton. Um, you know, I'm just doing what I have to do. And as part of that, for some reason, my wife decided that we needed to get a new family pet. Now, I'm going to say the rest of the stuff, yes, we needed to do in the house. Did we need a family pet? I don't know. But my wife decided we get some new goldfish. And the goldfish are called Simon and Gaspard. Now, people out there are probably going, that's not the guys. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because the vision softly creeping. Left the seats while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sounds of silence not those guys you play like, it's not simon and garfunkel like, no it's not simon and garfunkel it's simon and gaspard and friends just can't be found like a bridge over troubled waters and although they're not simon and garfunkel they did buy a bridge for simon and gaspard simon and gaspard are actually the little bunny rabbit brothers human hybrid freak bunny rabbit humans weird sort of i don't know scientific or slash culty fuck experiment that is from the tv show simon it's a french cartoon about two little brewer rabbits simon's this big annoying french rabbit guy and gaspard is the dopest name ever and gaspard is simon's little brother so for this sake we've got our two goldfish holly likes that tv show simon so we got simon and gaspard but this as i say fully driven by my wife you know she she insisted we need a pet like we we need a pet like we we don't actually need a pet that's just we we she wants a pet but do we need a pet let's look up the exact definition of the word need need the de- by definition is to require something because it is essential or very important rather than just desirable so there's that blown out the window because we don't need a goldfish it was just something that was desirable for my wife it's just something she thought would be nice for the chain i don't need it but she decided we would get it you know and to be fair in classic wife fashion delivered me an absolute mug off you know like who does she think she is mrs doyle does she think she's Mrs. Doyle just dishing out the mugs? Because that woman has dished out more mugs to me than Mrs. Doyle has dished out in the parish. You know, that this wife of mine has thrown more mugs my way than Mrs. Doyle has given Dougal, bloody Ted, Fred, Red Dead, everybody, and Jack. She's fucking, I've got more mugs from my missus than Mrs. Doyle has given the squad. Even Father Demo, he had a cup of tea from her. But this is how it worked out. We she decided, right, we'll we'll get this, we'll do that. We don't have a joint bank account, you know, because obviously, you know, I'm a drug dealer and whatever else. That's fine, don't worry about it. But so but we do split everything basically anyway, and we do have joint accounts for some things, but we've just our normal current accounts. I don't know why I'm giving you bank details on a bank holiday, but anyway we do. So we just thought, right, we'll do it, we'll pay for that, we'll do that. She said to me, look, why don't you buy like the tank and the gear? to go for the fish so like what you have to get to get a fish it's not just like the olden days bung it into a teapot and that'll be it obviously you don't want to put it in the teapot in case mrs doyle does genuinely take it and brew up a fish and then you're getting yourself some sort of bisque instead of you know a nice little pet so i said yeah no worries how dear can it be like i'm like there's a bowl and this fucking whatever so we ended up going to the pet store and we picked the bowl and, and then brought it up and like how many fish are you gonna have in there and i was like two and she went uh, and I went, oh, sorry, maybe you're French. Duh. She went, no. How many fish? Two. Right now, that's too small. You need a bigger one. So I was like, all right, okay. I went and got a bigger one. Like 29 quid for a fucking fish bowl. And it's not even a bowl. It was like a tank with a wee... Because, uh, again, the only reason we got this one and not like an actual bowl was because the bowl was tacky as fuck. Like a 90s bowl with, you know, a big... With a, I was going to say a big neon pink rim. Nobody needs a neon pink rim. That means there's pain. There's blood rushing into the surface. You can't have that, right? 
So I said, okay, I get this fucking tank, got the tank, got a filter, got everything else. Oh, you need gravel for the bottom. So I was like, fuck's sake, okay. Went and got some gravel. Your tank's too big, you need more gravel. Oh, and another bag of gravel with that. And it's like, you can't just have a little, they need, they need a little decoration in their tank. So I thought, you know what, fuck it. Get the wee fuckers a bridge. So I got them a bridge. Over troubled water. And, uh, that was fine, so I'd all put in, pumped it all through, came to somewhere along the lines of, say, 50 quid, all in for the stuff for the fish, which, I mean, is fine, because I'm thinking in my head, I've, I've got victory here, because I'm paying for this. The actual animal itself that will inhabit this must be more expensive. Now, I'm going to say, I don't have any experience in purchasing a fish like i'm not a fish merchant i'm not a guy that travels around asia looking for goldfish you know it's not something i know now you're probably saying oh this is quite a theme here because you're the man with an asian pet yes rest in peace i used to have my little compadre the podcast sidekick my my you know the, the dog i've loved most of my life mr charlie unfortunately he's not no longer with us so whenever we decided to get a pet in the interim before we get another dog to be next year because i put the foot down and said listen i can't have a new baby and a dog i can't cope ah so we got fish and i found out goldfish are asian they come from japan and china and that's where they're from so i thought yeah we'll get another asian fish that's all good now without being a fish merchant i know the price of koi which are those big beautiful fish that the herons love to eat from people's gardens. And then you'd be like, ah. and then you're a middle-aged man, you go out to the back and garden. In fact, you're an old man, you're in your 60s, you're in your garden, you go, the bastard and herons eating my fucking... T-. And it's never just McCoy, it's always the price. That's my fucking 200-pound koi. Ugh, that's my fucking 350-pound koi, you feathered bastard. I always like giving it that. It's never just, oh, that's... That's 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 Mr. Miyagi. You know, obviously, it's the first Asian character came in my head. That's Mr. Miyagi, my koi. How dare you? His life is over. No, it's my bloody 285 prize fish, you bastard. You know, it's always that. And you go, fuck. So in my head, I'm thinking, koi's are this. Koi's are about, I don't know, say fucking... <laughs> why? No need to swear. This is why I say fuck's sake and my daughter's repeat me. Because I swear for no 40 centimetre koi whatever right so i'm thinking 40 centimeter koi is 200 pop say right you cut that down say by about a bit so you're working out but that's 200 divided the 200 by say length of i know four five we're talking what you know 50 quid 45 quid a fish for the goldfish, times that by two, 90 quid. I think I'm getting victory here. I've paid 50 quid on the gear. My wife's going to pay, I don't know, say, but, but, but 90 quid on the fish. Head into the, the actual special aquarium to get the fish. Not even just, I bought the gear in Jolly's pet store. So got all the stuff to put the fish in. Then went to like Banger Aquatics or whatever and got the fish. And I'm thinking this is 90 quid for these two, these two motherfuckers. Six quid all in. Three quid each for a fish. Being mugged off there. It's like, and I was actually saying to the guys, are you sure these guys, I want a more special one. They're like, nah, you can only get, and I actually insisted, I was like, you know what, I don't want the regular goldfish, three quid each, no way. I'm not a tramp. These, these little animals are going to be the pets of the king of North Down. They're coming to the kingdom of North Down to live with the king of North Down in the palace. I can't just have regular goldfish get me the fancy goldfish and they're like are you sure you can afford these and i said listen i'm not paying it's her get me the fancy goldfish they put them in tenner all in five each for the fancy goldfish but they're here now simon and gaspard part of the family that's fine i've got them now do you know what I mean they're there i've been mugged off i've paid a fortune and they're just there you know, they live there now. I'm going to go in and just look at them because they are quite relaxing. You know, Simon is a full orange fancy goldfish, whereas Gaspard's more white, which hopefully means it's just the style of his of his scales. I nearly said of his skin, which would be very stupid. Um, So I nearly said of his skin, which would be a problem, but because they're clearly gills and fins, aren't they? So I hope that's just the style and doesn't mean I'm going to come downstairs in like two days he's going to be floating at the top of the bowl because that would be traumatic. I'd have to go back to the aquarium where I'm already a fucking laughing, laughing stock. And I say aquarium, it's a fish shop, isn't it? It's not the same thing. 
it's like a fish pet shop. It's not a fish shop because that's where you go get your salt and vinegar. You know, it's. I just can't show my face there in a bit because it's been mugged off, all right? And if I go back there, I will be getting Simon and Gaspard a really fancy castle for in their fucking 50 quid tank. All right, so that's where we're at with that. They're part of the family, they're fine. They're not as lovable as my dog was, but I'll get used to that. You know, maybe let the cat in from next door and get them if they keep annoying me. But for now, they're part of the family. All is good, all is well. The world is a happy place. And also this week, Arsenal won the Community Shield, which was nice for me too. So on the whole, I'm just having a relatively, you know, love-filled week with my new pets. Arsenal winning the, the Cup, a few pints today, you know. And I say pints, it's one pint of Shandy, Carlsberg Shandy, so it doesn't even count, you know. But it was a good time. What I'm trying to do there is stall a bit of time so I can check how long I've been talking for. 20 minutes of bullshit about, about fish, but that's it. Um, and I also saw a nice story this week that I wanted to... Uh, share with you friends and let me just go to it here um i just saw the headline and thought to myself listen i'm going to talk to my friends about this um dad gets engaged to daughter's ex-boyfriend while all three are on holiday together isn't that lovely being on holiday with your dad and your ex-boyfriend and then your dad starts fucking your ex-boyfriend what more do you want um barry Barry Barlow has proposed and is now engaged to his daughter's ex-boyfriend, Scott Hutchison, while all three were hauled in on Croatia. Dad, read the tone. Eh? Barry and his husband, um, Tony, hit the headlines back in 1999 after they became the first gay men in the UK to father twins born through surrogacy. Thankfully, they explained that at the end, because my little mind would have just gone, how does that, how did, hmm, okay. Fast forward to 2020, Barry's now split from Tony, that's very sly, but they still live together and now the relationship um, is just platonic and now he is in a relationship with his daughter's ex and the pair are having a baby via surrogate. Very weird. The romantic proposal took place on the island of Far, just off the coast of Split. Saffron 20 and Scott 25 dated a few... uh, Months before he fell in love with Barry. What a bastard. Barry's just in there going, you're in love, see your boyfriend. And she's like, yes, dad. I go, buck him. She's like, dad, why are you speaking in that accent? Here, love, shut your fucking mouth. I'm going to buck your boyfriend, right? Um, Barry's originally from Manchester, but lives in Florida, posted a video of the setup for the proposal, which, he show, which showed a boat. It was decorated with candles and rose petals. They had a bottle of champagne as well as a huge diamond silver ring. And Barry could be heard saying, What happened here tonight? I wonder what it could be. There's champagne, there's roses. Uh oh. What do you think happened here? And that's something over there. Let me see. Barry and Tony, who are worth a reported 40 million, oh whoa, live in a 6 million pound 10 bedroom mansion, went on to have three more children with their twi- after their twins. Um, in October, Barry and Scott will welcome their. This is confusing, right? So Barry and Tony were the lads who got the surrogate together, and now Barry is with Scott, and they're going to have a baby girl. Um, and Tony, the ex hubby, is going to be the baby's godfather. Now that's nice. At least they're still mates. Barry said, "We're all thrilled that we're going to become daddies again." Tony's excited too, although it does underline that our marriage really is over after all these years. So it's quite bittersweet. But we're all going to remain living under the same roof. Tony is dad. I'm daddy. And at the moment, Scott is stepdad, and he's soon to be daddy number two. Isn't that lovely? But also sly to start fucking your daughter's ex-boyfriend. Now, I mean, I don't know if in, say, 20 years' time, when when Holly has a boyfriend, you know, maybe I'll just decide in 20 years' time, hey, he's a bit of me, you know, and I might decide then, look, I'm going to go fuck your boyfriend, you know, and that's, if that's the way I end up, Fair play to me, because that is me. You know, I'm just being me. I'm like the guy in The Greatest Showman. If that's the way I am, that's the way I'll be. You know, and what has been the way it'll be and the way I am and what makes me feel great is I've got two new reviews on my podcast and they're great and they're five star and I love it. The first is from Andy Drums 91 which, I mean, is a very modern surname, may I add. Brilliant podcast, Andy says. A brilliant way to start the week. A great listen and an honest yet hilarious view of the topics of the week. Always entertaining. Thank you very much, Andy. 
And Patrick, the Belfast guy in China, has said a funny and honest podcast from a top-class comedian. I mean, that's just music to my ears. Thank you very much. I love listening to the Sly Guy for Dave's open and honest take on many topics. Talks a lot of sense. Well, I don't know about that, mate. And genuinely makes me laugh every week. Highly recommend. Worth a listen for sure. Sure? Why did I say that? Sure. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. And if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast already, what's wrong with you? Get on it. Get over there and give me a nice review. Whatever you write, if it's silly, I'll read it out. It'll be a nice time. So get over there, do that. I'd appreciate that on Apple Podcasts. Because again, I'm trying to build this podcast from the ground. You know, I'm just trying to build it up. Things are hopefully going to be moving in the right track soon. You know, have a few things up my sleeve, if you will, up the old wizard sleeve. So hopefully there'll be something to report relatively soon on that front, which would be nice. Um... And also on the Patreon, I've had a couple of new patrons this week. Um, I'd like to just take a little moment to welcome my new patrons on board because this is what we're all about. You know, big shout out to the patron, um, Declan, Keith and Marty coming all on board. Um, and hopefully you enjoyed over there, the Extra Sly podcast, which I mean, that's just what I'm going to call it now because I haven't a name for it before. But the Extra Sly podcast is out every Wednesday. It's a nice time. I like it and people seem to like it too. So I mean, get over there for a little hoot-hollering time. I don't know why I said that, because I'm not a cowboy. But listen, it is what it is, and we'll cope with it. And also, this week's podcast may or may not be brought to you by Manscaped. I don't know. I think the sponsorship uh, trial period ended last week, so I haven't heard back to see whether it's going to continue. Hopefully it is. You know, hopefully this is just the start of something beautiful. If it is, there'll be lots of great things happening in this podcast. If it isn't, it isn't, but what we know anyway is that we'll do a read regardless for one week. They could just get a week of free advertisement. Who knows? But it, the support for the Sly Guy podcast may be brought to you by Manscaped. And I mean, since I'm not 100% sure if it's carrying on this week, what I'll say is they've got this sweet little razor that doesn't make your balls bleed when you cut your pubes, not your balls. Because if you're like forcing your balls to bleed and cutting them with other things other than the, the Lawnmower 3.0, you'd be in trouble. But what I will say is Manscaped, they are obsessed with making the technology to protect your balls and dick. And you can use it on your private vagina as well if you're a woman. Because as we all know, God uses the same material on testicles as he uses on fannies. So, you know, if you want to get a wee trim trim around your quim. If you want to get a wee trim trim around your quim quim. Get the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. If you want to get... um. If you want to get, you know, if you want to gloat about your scrote, get that lawnmower 3.0 on it. And there's a load of other sweet premier gear as well. They've got they've got the nice crop preserver, which is a nice anti-chafe ball deodorant. Mm. They've got that wee baby that spritzes your bitsers and just makes your balls feel a little bit fresher. Irons out a few creases. Who ever thought they would need a smooth ball bag? I never did until I had one. And now my ball bag looks like Dr. Evil's face and it's great. It also, weirdly enough, almost like a magnet makes my pinky finger just go down to it. <laughs> it's a great thing. It's wonderful. But if you want to get 20% off and free shipping, try this, the code SLYGUY at manscaped.com. It might work. It might not. It's all capitals. I don't know if they've shut it off their end. But hey, give it a rattle. And even if you don't know and you don't want to get a Manscaped product, go on the website and try the code. See if it works. Just out of curiosity, above all else. You know, it could... Might work, might not. I mean, and if it, if it is going to continue, what an interesting sponsor read this has been. You know, what an interesting read it has been, but hopefully it does. But no matter what will happen, come hell or high water, the Sly Guy podcast will always be brought to you in association with Modest Beer. We all know Modest are on a journey with one clear goal in mind, to bring exceptional brews to the local craft beer market. And I dare to say, fuck the local craft beer market. I'm going to say they're going wider. They're going UK-wide, UK and Ireland, and very soon the rest of the world. Because Modest Beer is class. They wouldn't say that themselves, Obviously, because they're modest. And they, they say they're not here to revolutionise the craft beer movement, but simply add to it with a brand that's joyous, responsible, honest and modest. And you know me, I'm not mad I'm a craft beer, but I love modest beer. Very tasty. I could drink that shit until the cows come home and then or need my stomach pumped. Either way, 
I love that shit. If you're keen to know more, contact Modest Beer on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Simply enough, just at Modest Beer. And if you're getting a wee Modest India and you heard about it in this podcast, pop away Insta story up, tag Modest, tag me, we'll share it out. It's all going to be a fun, silly, lovely, juicy, fresh time. Woo! Listeners' questions. Wormball. Well, Kingmaker, I know you're a busy guy. Do you think you could get a few sly correspondents to report for the podcast? I heard Aaron Butler's uh, very into catching things these days. Oh, yeah, I'll perhaps send him to the Giants ring and see what he can catch. I mean, I think if there's a man out there that uh, could catch something, it's not Aaron Butler. He's been going to the Giants ring for the best part of 17 years. You know, he's been going there, he's been hanging out, he's been walking, he's been dogging, doing whatever he does up there, and he's still immune to it. He is... You know, I think if you were if you were an STI guy, like say you're the person who just touches somebody and gets an STI, and you're like, fuck's sake, they had a cold sore, I touched it, I've got a fucking chlamydia now, this is bullshit. You would sort of like start forming this, I don't know, test facility, and you would be trying to find the person who's immune to STIs. Like Mr. Glass from Unbreakable, that's my point, he's made a glass, so he's like, fuck's sake, my body keeps breaking at all the slightest things. And I need to try and find someone that's unbreakable. And obviously, you didn't have to do all that fucking shit to find who was unbreakable. All you had to do was just know it's Bruce Willis. You gotta just know it's Brucey Will. Brew Will. You just need to know that. But you decide to put bombs in trains and just do general fuckery. You don't need to do that, Mr. Glass. Like Mr. STI, you don't need to go out and try to inject people with all these different STIs to find out who is the one person that's immune to STIs because all you need to do is listen to this podcast and you'll know it's the butt mole Aaron Butler he has got no STIs he should have them all but he's got none he should be riddled with infections but he is as clean as a surgeon's scalpel so ladies if you're interested and you're looking a clean a clean guy who comes along with a certificate of cleanliness. The butt man's the man to get. But Wormball, I don't know what what the Sly Guy universe would want correspondence on. I really <laughs> I don't. It'd be very strange, you know. But I mean, I'm sure if anyone was interested in it, it would be Aaron Butler. Nathan, Nathan Cusilia said, hey, Davey, do you think that there's a chance... Of you doing another live podcast. I really enjoyed the weird podcast live. And I'm keen to get out for some beers and crack. After being cooped up in the kitchen for months. Stay sexy. Well you know what. The thing about the Sly Guy podcast. Is it's led in many respects. Obviously by me. Because I do it. But also by the listeners. If the listeners want to see stuff. If they want things Come at me and tell me what you want. There you go. This is an open invitation for listeners of the podcast. Do you like the podcast first and foremost? What would you like to see to improve the podcast? If there's something, do you want to see it? Do you want to see it recorded in a studio, videoed, whatever? Do you want merch? Do you want to see live stuff? Let me know and I'll try to get it done because you guys are the people pushing it. These are the guys that are helping me grow it. These are the ears that listen to the shit that comes out of my mouth. So... You know, I will try to do the best for you guys. But I'm up for doing another live podcast. Again, I like the, in a nice wee intimate room. Like the green room, the black box. It's a nice place to do a live podcast. I'd like to be back in there again. So, you know, obviously would need there to be a few changes with the way things are working. But, you know, a few gigs coming up. Might see if that works and maybe do some kind of like live podcast in a, in a socially distanced, safe kind of way. Um but Brendy said, what's next for Big Davey now he's made a split from the wee man and who gets custody of Ben? Hashtag hello Ben, hashtag Boytown cancelled. Yeah, you know, see to be fair, Boytown has ended, um, for a while at least. I feel like there's just too many other commitments ongoing at the moment and in terms of what Boytown was, it was getting the least input from me and Shane really, you know, so it just wasn't how I wanted it to be. It wasn't going the direction that I felt it should have been. And I thought it would be best, rather than putting out sub-par content and just doing it for the sake of it, I thought, listen, we'll take a break, and then whenever we can fully get into it, we will. Now, 
that's not to say I didn't have vision for it or I didn't have um, an idea of where I wanted it to go. So, you know, the on the bright side of that, I can put the same effort that I was trying to put into Boytown into this podcast and hopefully this will grow because I, I feel the last few weeks there's been a wee bit of a shift in that people... More people are listening, more people are getting involved, more people are sharing the podcast and Instagram and Twitter. I'm seeing more people recommend it. It's almost like there's a wee bit of a, it's just a bit of a storm brewing and it's a sly storm and I love to see it. So I'm hoping now that Boytown's not there, I'll have more time to maybe look at actually getting this podcast moving. Hopefully Manscaped come on board, that'll afford me to maybe get a producer in, maybe get get a film, maybe, you know, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at, at hamming up the studio a bit. We're looking to, you know, make things better for this podcast. And I feel like for a long time, I maybe put a lot of my, more of my effort into Boytown. And with this started off almost as like a, as a way to, for me to work material and for a way for me to like put content out. Because I'm not one of the video guys. I can't just put videos. I can't edit really much myself. So I thought, listen, I can do this audio. I can put a podcast out. Hopefully people listen to it. And for me, it's done way better than I even had hoped. So, you know, hopefully there'll be the next step and there'll be some video content. And you'll see more of my mug, you know. And that's hopefully the way it's going to go. So... With any luck, that's what I would like to see happen next. Danny Cunningham, yo, Davy Wavy, hope you're well, bro. I'm mourning the the hiatus of the Boytown podcast, but I look forward to it coming back someday, which it will. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on Elon Musk's artificial intelligence brain implant that he showcased in some pigs last night. Proper black mirror gear. Maybe we'll be able to download Sly Guy podcast straight into our brain in the future. You know what? I mean, I'm all for a bit of science, but... I've watched the Terminator movie many times and everything that they said was going to happen in Terminator is kind of already happening. You know, it's already kind of happening. The first thing was the rise of the machines. You know, when I started going, oh, bollocks, this is a problem, was self-checkouts, self-service checkouts in Tesco's. I'm just going very soon. I'll be looking to holler Sarah Connor and John Connor, come on. Because it's freaky and now everything's just slowly going. And here's the thing, right? We already kind of are robots because not one human in the modern world can focus without and function without their mobile phone or technology. The mobile phone is basically on your person at all times, bar being plugged into your body. It's on you. Even now with the AirPods, they're just in your ears all the time. You know, we are more like reliant on more like robots and more reliant on technology than ever and if it's going to go to the next level obviously it was going to happen like soon i would say glasses will be able to store things soon and it's just yeah and i i personally would say to elon musk hey man you're not going to stick wires in my brain because i don't think it's going to end well because my brain is my brain and i don't think wires should be stuck into it now my only experience of anybody sticking things into people's brains was from a documentary I watched not that long ago about Jeffrey Dahmer where he drilled holes into people's brains and poured battery acid in it and guess what it wasn't good for the people's brains more often than not people died you know now I'm not going to say Elon Musk is going to um, have sex with these guys or drill holes in their brains himself and he's definitely not going to pour battery acid in it but it's a the brain is a natural organ that shouldn't be buggered with too much you know it's different maybe than other organs that can have wee bits put into them you know we like um stints and stuff but you know i'd rather i'd rather not it not happen but i mean obviously technology will go to a place where that will happen there will be robocop soldiers in the world and everything's just going to be terrible Hopefully I'll be dead before all this happens because it just does frighten me. Thanks for the question. John Joe Flood has said, Yo, Davish, when it comes to baby names, is it a 50-50 decision in the Elliot Towers or are you laying claim to naming rights this time around? You know what? It all depends. We sort of like... If it's a boy, I have got two names picked and Catherine is one. And if it's a girl, we kind of have a degree in the name. So... We'll find out and it'll be interesting. And it's interesting with our boy John Joe this week too because I've signed up to his uh, his training program. So 
we'll see how that works because the big man here needs a bit of motivation need to kick my ass in gear and you know i would say check it out once i've had a week a week with john joe and this time next week i'll give you a review if he's sly himself if he's really mean to me or if it's working and you know i just i'm looking forward to getting started jj so let's let's get going johnny maxwell said hope i'm not too late Anybody who wants to be part of Dave Elliott's Sly Guy League in the Fantasy Premier League can now join in with the attached code. So, Johnny's very kindly set up another Fantasy Football League, which I will join. Last year, as every year with Fantasy Football, I stopped doing it at some stage and I fucked it this time. But I'm going to try to do it. I'll start, as always, with great intentions and no doubt finish with just not changing it at all. But the code to get into the Dave Elliott's Sly Guy League on the Fantasy Premier League is as follows. All lowercase. G-B-R-R-N-S. That's G for G, B for Bram, R for Rhinoceros, R for Rhomboid, N for Nice, and S for Shabba. G-B-R-R-N-S. Get involved and we'll have a bit of crack. Johnny Boa said, how soon after the baby is born will you pit them against each other to see who can become the favourite? Well, what I'm going to say to you is this, Johnny. I watched a show during the week about animals. I watched a show about animals that I love. A show I've spoken about in this podcast before and we all know that that show is the secret life of the zoo. And there were no red pandas this week, which obviously I hate, but what we did see was an elephant who they were like... Busy as this elephant should have given birth three months ago. Turns out, obviously, the zookeepers fucked up the dates and an elephant just was born during the night, so they weren't even checking up on it. It just dropped out of the moment and walked away. That's an elephant. Yet, you know, we have babies and have to, like, nurture them and all. Nah, not in the Elliot household. When this baby's born, it's into the pit. My two-year-old versus a newborn, you know, who wins? We'll soon find out. But... Again, at the end of the day, I will be pitting my kids against each other. I'm not going to be one of these parents that says, oh, you can't have a favourite. I love them both the same. I like them equally. Nah, BS. If you're my kid, you need to fight tooth and nail to be my favourite. You know, you need to just be like doing my chores for me, just making a dinner, looking after me. You know, just, just being a great kid from an early door. You know, from the day and the minute, from the minute dot, you need to be competing against each other. So... Yeah, they'll be competing against each other and they'll be competing against each other at Kabaddi. The Indian sport of Kabaddi. That's what they're going to do. They're going to find out who is the best Kabaddiist and the winner will be my favourite child. Chris Bolton has said, Why are you so brilliant? Genuinely, me and my brother Cameron are massive fans. Well, Chris, that is the best statement that I've yet read on this podcast. But in terms of a real question for the podcast, if you were stuck in a desert island with one person from Peep Show, who would it be and why? <clears throat> I mean, the initial answer I would have would be uh, probably Johnson because you know he's possibly my favourite character. Um, but hold on, there's if it was being like a bit of a perv, um, let me see who would pick. I would pick Tony probably, the neighbour, because Tony is a little bit sexy and also flirty. So, I mean, if you're just looking to go on a desert island and a big sex island, you'd have Tony. If you're looking banter, you would have um, you'd have Johnson. I mean, if you want to just experiment with a bit of gay stuff, you get Super Hands, because as you know, Super Hands and Jeremy got a little bit wasted one time and you know the rest is history but yeah i would go johnson just again because he's responsible for my favorite line in peep show and when talking to jeremy about big sue's and um, whenever she's at his house when they call around to have a word with johnson he said uh, she came around to give me a piece of her mind ended up giving me a piece of her ass love that from johnson great guy patrick quinn the, the, Chi- the chinese man the chinese man in belfast or as I like to call it, <laughs> those doing maths at Queens. <laughs> no, um, the, the Belfast guy in China. If you were to be booked for a 20 slash 30 minute gig, how long would it would you ideally like to have to prepare if you wanted to try out completely new material? Um, honestly, 
probably a few, you know, a couple of evenings, really. At 30 minutes of completely new, I'd have to have it in my mind. Like, already I have new stuff, and I feel like now I could be ready. I could do a gig tomorrow with my new stuff. If you mean, like, if I'm writing it completely from scratch, it would take me a while, because you need to try it a bit. You know, you need to probably at least write the bit. So, I don't know, it could take any time. Sometimes I write loads at once, other times... It takes a bit longer. At the minute, I feel like I enjoy writing. I'm a, I've got a wee bit of a groove in terms of stand-up writing. Other writing with deadlines, struggling with the minute. Fucking my mind's up my arse, but my stand-up is, is, is being good. So I'd say, like, if at the moment, I've a load of new material I've not done before, but I could do a gig tomorrow with that material. If you're totally starting from scratch, it would take me a bit of time. You know, if I say I had three days to sit and write, I could probably come up with 15 minutes. So say three days, 15 minutes, you do the math, six days, my friend. I'd be ready to go. Um, Luke O'Neill has said, your least favourite pint, Super Cruise fan. Um, yeah, I just want to say, first of all, as a Super Cruise fan, major shout out to my boy, Hard Beverland, leaving the club um, today. Obviously, he's been a real great servant uh, to the cruise and, you know, will, will be missed. But obviously, on to bigger, uh, or not bigger and better things, unless you're like, moving to I don't know like Real Madrid or something um but I would say my least favorite pint mm, would be Maggie's Leap actually that's my least favorite pint because it's absolutely fucking leaping Maggie's Leap by name Maggie's Leap by nature not sweet it tastes like to me special brew that's what a lot of craft beers taste like special brew it tastes a beer doesn't taste like special brew is modest beer it's delicious but Maggie's Leap gross and then you have a full pint of it so you've got a sip and you can't look like a big fucking wuss so you have to just you know sip it down and then by the end you're going ah you know you hate it so I would not recommend um Maggie's Leap, Robin Lorimer said any update from the Red Pandas at Chester Zoo listen Robin, Secret Life of the Zoo is back and no Red Pandas yet as soon as I see Red Pandas I'll be straight in touch with the zoo to check out how they are, maybe what I'll do is even send them an email now just to say listen, how are the boys getting on you know, just to see and I might do that actually when I finish this podcast Wilson Davison has said Papa Physique, we all know you're a big National Trust guy have you ever gone camping before? Yes, I'm a National Trust guy, Wilson. Yes, I am. That I am. I'm the king of nature. I'm the nature boy. But have you ever been camping? Yes. Did I enjoy it? No. I camped as part of a PE excursion at school and I swore that day I would never camp again. Now, being an open-minded guy, a guy who likes to try new things, my wife suggested camping to me a couple of years ago and I said, absolutely fucking not. So she said, no, 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 it'll be glamping. We can go glamping. And I said, what's glamping? She said, listen, it's in a yurt. There's electricity. It's all good. And I said, you know what? If it's going to make you happy, I'll give it a rattle. Hated it. I ended up being ousted from the bed because my, at the time, about six months old daughter wouldn't sleep in her own cot, so she had to sleep in the bed. Obviously, the bed would be too small for me, my my wife, I'm a child, so I had to sleep on the floor. The floor wasn't even floor. It was like sort of rope material carpet, so I lay there being burnt by a super sair, which, why is there a super sair inside a yurt? Because that's a fire hazard. You know, report these people to the PSNI for sure, send them to McGabry. That's what should happen. I did not enjoy it. I got soaking wet. I had to go. Again, there's no toilet in the yurt, so I had to just scurry out in the wet rain. I was in the end yurt, so there's no actual path from the yurt. So this goes just through stinking wet grass. Pissing in the toilet was really cold and smelled like shite from another person's hole, which I do not like. I do not like the smell of other people's shit. Even people that I know shit, I don't like. I especially don't like the smell of other people I don't know shit. Because then in my head, I start imagining who's doing the shit, and that makes me feel sick didn't like that it was cold holly cried all night we actually left the yard at like five in the morning and drove home just so she could get back to bed and i go for a sleep fuck camping fuck the yard bring me five star luxury at all times hope you don't like camping wilson um, you you strike me as the kind of guy that would you look like a kind of lumberjacky dude you've got the beard you've got the sort of lumberjack look but please be like me be an opulent holiday maker you know, stay in hotels. 
Nothing below four star. Uh. And speaking of four star, the last question of the week has come from eight star Helen. Look what the cat dragged in. I hope you're coming with your tail between your legs, Missy. Um, eight star, aka Helen, I said, not sure if I'm too late for a question. The prodigal son returns. Yes, I called Helen out in Boytown this week because for some reason she unfollowed me on Instagram. And here's me thinking we were friends. You know, here's me thinking that this is one of my loyal slyhards, somebody who has supported the podcast for a long time, a fan of me, someone I thought will come to watch my show, someone I trusted, someone I thought enjoyed my material, my content, has turned to me. And I was hurt. And I said, you know, I'm hurt on Boytown and I'm glad you've come back. Now, do I believe this excuse, Helen? I'll be honest, I don't. Helen said, I had no idea I wasn't still following you on Instagram. Apparently, I've lost quite a lot of people due to giving it to my four-year-old and uh, him keeping to keep him quiet during lockdown. Hashtag parenting at its best. And then, obviously, the child has unfollowed me. Um, I've gotten so far behind with podcasts and was homeschooling my two older kids and failing the younger one. Hopefully, I can resume my weirdo slash sly hard status going on. It wasn't only hearing you call me out it was only hearing you call me out in the Boytown podcast that I did realise. Hope everyone's well. Well, you know what, Helen? I'm glad I called you in the Boytown podcast. I'm glad in many ways I helped you see the error of your ways. I'm glad you feel better. I accept your apology. What I want you to do is, of course, go to your child who you gave your phone to and tell your four-year-old to get his bags packed, get her bags packed, Get its bags packed. I don't know what your child identifies as, but you may tell them they're going to hide bank because they deserve to be sent to prison for doing this to you because unfollowing me on Instagram is criminal and should be punished. Feeling that, send them to Bostel. Feed them gruel and send them to Bostel and then I'll forgive you. But guys, I'm not going to forgive myself of a talk any longer because I have a load of other work to do. And I'm just here having a ball, enjoying my Sunday, chatting to you guys. But enough's enough. I'll be back again next week. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Patreon. There's a bonus Sly podcast, extra Sly podcast, you could say, every Wednesday. There's going to be more stuff going up there. I feel now that Boytown is on a wee break. I can really focus my energies to this. Let's take it to the next level, guys. Let's share this on Instagram stories. Let people see the logo. Let people see, oh, what's this? Who's that sexy guy that looks like Pavarotti? Let's get it out there. Let's share the word. Let's spread the word by word of mouth, by mouth to mouth, by ass to mouth. Do whatever you want to spread the word of this podcast but most importantly look after yourselves look after your physical health look after your mental health i'll see you next week godspeed